that's just we are in a year of transformation amen are we holding to that are we sticking to it are we living that Are we transforming with the renewing of our mind? Are we being obedient to what he through the Holy Spirit is telling us? I want want you to know before I even go into the, the meat of this message, because I feel like I need to tell you this. I love each of you. And that, along with just simple obedience to God, is why I bring messages like this. So in other words, steel-toed boots aren't going to help you today. This is going to go to the heart. (laughs) Teresa was looking for excuses to not be here this morning once she had read and saw where I was going. Huh. Uh -huh. (laughs) Um, Now... On a lighter note, Doug, if you got a song that you'd like to play for us, now, did, are you, did you get the screen to where it's working, do we know? We're going to try it, but the, the screen doesn't really matter. It's on YouTube, but um, it just stays with excuses, the Kingsman, and that's fine. So, But listen to this song, Old Timey.
fun, fun. As, as you're listening to that song, you're going like, oh, yeah, there's times that Doug preaches way too long. You know, because that was part of it. Preaches, preachers too, too long. And he didn't even shake my hand. I've heard things like that. Through my years of ministry, I've heard things like that. And oh, my goodness. It appears to me that in our culture, we North American human beings especially have taken making excuses to an art form, haven't we? We really have. And, and, and however, it, we didn't start it. it we, we just feel like we're perfecting it. Uh, it it's been with man since creation, and, and we think we're, we're finding new tactics, and, but really none of it's new. Satan continues to spin things in our heads and in our hearts to, to make us convinced that our excuses are the best and even quite reasonable. Right? You guys are going like, oh, come on, you're meddling. You're right. I'm going to be too bold like the song said today. I am meddling because it's an issue that we face. And well, it's, it's kind of like the information that you find on the internet. We know that if Satan's telling us, then it must be true, right? Thank you. I'm glad somebody responded. <laughs> They're all going like, oh, where's my steel-toed boots? Doesn't matter. That's because I want others, and I even want God to believe me. So I make up a fancy excuse. Is that you too? To the point that you and I even start to believe our own excuses. Well, that's just a reason, not an excuse. My wife says, where's the handouts? I says, they're going to get them later. <laughs> uh, could I have a couple people that would help me scatter these real quick? I got three. Isn't that wonderful when you ask for a couple and you get more? I like it. Now, on the front page where it's actually got the Rivers Church up there at the top, that's the front page. It's got a date and all that stuff. Um, that page has a list of questions. If you don't have a pen, get one. There's a can back there with some pens in it. You're going to want to write today. Because right now, for the next few moments, your task is not to listen to this old guy talk. Your task is to simply answer those questions. Whole front page, answer them.
Well, I also found it interesting that you were trying to find excuses not to be here this morning. Just the front. The back is for later. Don't just just work on the front. For those of you who have been teachers in the room, you understand what we're going through right now. You have those who are completed, those who are still working. It's like when you give a test. What the heck are these people supposed to do until everybody's done? So, patience.
if you're not quite done, that's okay because you're gonna still get to process it because now I want you to find a couple other people in here. I'm not saying it's gotta be three in your group, but I don't really want large, small groups. Get with two other people um, at least and then talk through this list of questions. Share with each other some of those insights with each other. Go. some of the best excuses you've heard. I'm still alive.
Let's give it about three more minutes. All right, let's gather back in. Did anybody have a good definition for the word excuses? There was a different body part explained to me, but you're right. That's awesome. I just put it in the form of denial. Yeah. And all the steps under that denial. Yeah. Yeah. How about this one? Yeah. To lessen the offense. I had the experience this weekend where I was supposed to be somewhere. Mm -hmm. 
other words, that person could have taken offense because I said I would do this, but I didn't. So by speaking a legitimate excuse, I lessened the offense, and in turn, they spoke a blessing back to me instead oh. of being offended. Now, a legitimate, a le yeah, a legitimate excuse. excuse. So all, um, my question right off is the context of if all excuses make it up. Is that an excuse or is that a reason? Yeah, I, that's, yeah. That's what and I, I think we need to define that. Uh, in, in ourselves, we need to define that. Yeah. The meaning of excuses is a noun, so a reason or explanation, a reason or explanation put forward to defend or justify a fault or offense. Okay, to, so even, even in that context, it's a reason to, to minimize a fault or offense. Justify. So, um, yeah, we're, we're attempting to lessen the blame uh, attached to a fault or offense. Right. And we're seeking to defend and justify. So, um, what kind of things do people make excuses about? Exercise. What's that? Insert down. It's yeah. about anything, isn't it? It's life. Um, and what are some of the best excuses you've used or heard? I want to hear a couple of these. I'm tired. I'm tired. What's that? I'm too busy. Too busy? I didn't have time. I didn't have time. Not feeling well. Not feeling well. <laughs> yeah. Now, tell me this. Tell me this. If... If we're trying to lessen the blame or, or seek to defend or justify, what excuses really work? They really don't. Not excuses. Now, if there's a legitimate reason, a legitimate reason, um, I can't do this. I apologize. I'm sorry. I I take responsibility because I overextended myself. I'm sorry. Is that an excuse? That's a reason. And I think that is valid and that is usable. Um, who's the excuse really for? Me. It's for me. Well, wait a minute. What's the scripture say about ourself? We are to die to self. Oh, but I don't want to. I want what I want. Yeah. What benefits do the, does an excuse really bring? It brings deceit is what it brings. Really, you know, as, as much as we want to use excuses to make us look better, sound better, be better, it really brings deceit. Who does it benefit? Nobody. So what drives our excuses? Selfishness. What drives our excuses even in our walk with Christ? Okay, now I'm really going to go to meddling. Right, Teresa? Yeah. yeah. 
not just excuses about going to church as the Kingsman sang. I mean, and, and that was fun. It was funny context. And, and there were things that were called like, oh, yeah, I've heard that. Um, but what about the excuses in all aspects of our walk with Christ? I, I can think of excuses I've either used or heard reference spending time with God. I'm too busy. I'd ask for a raise of hands of how many you said that, but um, reading the word. Reading just puts me to sleep. I know some of us have used that. Um, praying. I, I prayed yesterday. I, I'll, get, I'll get to it again tomorrow or next week. Depending or waiting on God. I, I, I said I was going to meddle. I have to know now. I'm impatient. I need to know now. So I'm going to go ahead and make my plans. Do my thing. Telling others about Jesus. I'm afraid what they're going to think of me. I can't do that. I don't know enough. They'll let the preacher do that. They won't listen to me. Yeah, they will. Or what about just flat out? Disobedience. What about sin? We make excuses about our sin. I'm only human. That's how you made me, God. Right? Come on, people. This is not new to me. I am not unique in this. I know that. Our list could go on. Unfortunately, (laughs) our list could go on. See below. All right, Uh, here's some interactive. I just want to hear back from you. What are some excuses within the Christian life that you've either used or heard others use? I've just given you some, but you guys got better examples than me. Or it's, or yeah, yeah, with music, with worship, I've heard uh, the the music is too contemporary. I want some of the old-timey songs, too. That's regular. Not an uncommon thing. What are excuses that you've heard in the Christian faith? What was your last one? They're doing it. Yeah, you're right. We use that. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about 
yes, that's not my gift. That's not what I'm supposed to do. That's for somebody else. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I've heard this here. Um, oh, I've already served in that area. I've already done that. Yeah. <laughs> cool, so you're an actor. <laughs> <laughs> And, and also the other side of that same question is who's going to be there because if the popular people are going to be there, I want to be there. Or the people I really like and get along to, I, I want to make sure I have my click there. I still intend on finding out <laughs> why they ask Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I can tell you, part of my job, my vocation right now that I'm in, I go deal with homeless people. And I have fear every time I walk into a camp because I don't know their demeanor when I get there. So I understand the fear. I can tell you this from experience, especially when you're going in to offer these people something, they're happy you're there. But fear, yes. Um, now, when God impressed on me this concept, this truth, this, this direction for this message uh, to, 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 to all of us, he got across to me that there are too many yeah buts in our Christian walk. Because we will agree that, yeah, this needs done in my life, but it's an excuse. The yeah buts in our walk with Jesus. Yeah, I know she should do that, but but people are there, there are, are flat out, there's too many. The yeah buts. Can you agree with this as a reality in your life? Because for us to move forward, you have to agree that yes, this is an issue in my life. Because otherwise, I tell you what, you might as well just put the earphones in, fingers in your ears, whatever, and not pay attention. Uh, because where we're going is what should we do and what should be happening in our lives. The change, the transformation, that's where we're headed with the rest of our time. You know, just to identify all these excuses, you know, that's, you know it's, it's interactive, it's, it's okay, it's fun, and I'm clacking all over the place, and I don't know why, but Doug's back there working on it, so thank you.
Can you agree with that, or do you have excuses about making excuses? All right, still meddling, I know. But people, that's what we do. That's the, the natural man. That's the old man in us. We want to keep on making excuses, even about making excuses. I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Let's see what God's word says about excuses. Ouch. Luke chapter 14, if you have a device that you can look it up in, or actually a Bible, good for you. Yes. Luke 14, and we're going to be looking, uh, first of all, at verses 15 through 20. No, I, not yet. I, I'm going to go ahead and, and tear into it because there's things I want to stop and say along the way. So I, I thank you for offering. This passage includes Jesus' response to, to the first statement that we're going to read as he's teaching his followers. So he's talking to people like you and I, people who follow Jesus. Now when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, who said to Jesus, Blessed is he who shall eat bread, which also means supper. In other words, he eats a meal in the kingdom of God. Good statement. I've heard people preach just on that statement. And then he said to him, A certain man gave a great supper. And invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. Uh-oh. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I've married a wife, therefore I cannot come. Ah, Lord, the wife you have, you know. You know, they, they, they use some pretty convincing excuses. Let's read on and see what the results were. Verses 21 through 24. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. And then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed, which also means crippled, and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded. There's still room. And then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. This is Jesus teaching. Verse 18 was they all with one accord began to make excuses. Verse 21, then the master of the house being angry, he was offended. 
And down there in verse 24, For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. People, we walk a fine line when we're making excuses in our Christian walk and those things that God has said, do this. Because when we're making excuses, what should, according to Jesus' teaching, what should happen to us? You're not going to eat a meal up in heaven. You're not eating at my table. I don't want you here. Because we offend God. That's not my goal. That's not my purpose. That's what I said. It, 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 see, it, people, it happens in the spirit realm when, well, here, what happens in the spirit realm when we offer excuses? There's repercussions to anything we do. How does it affect our relationship with God? We need to be thinking about that as we're going through this Christian walk and we learn a new truth that we need to be following and how we deal with it. Let's look at some biblical examples and and let me say there are really good, well, by that I mean large but really bad company when you offer excuses. Started clear back with Adam and Eve. Clear back in Genesis 3. We just got through creation. This was our first recorded human use of excuses. Adam and Eve played the blame game. That's what they did. From Adam, first of all, he said, it was that woman. Yeah. And then he added, that you, God, gave me. So she's at fault and you're at fault. It's your fault that I did this. And Eve joined in the blame game by pointing fingers at Satan. Oh, not me. I'm going to divert that away from me. Uh, Satan, he sent that, that serpent came in here. and, and I, mm. Repercussions. After the blame game was played, things changed between Adam and Eve and God. That relationship changed tremendously. They were not welcome in the garden anymore. They were cast out. And there were other repercussions with that. They they lost the blessings that God had for them in that garden and for their life and for eternity. Oh my goodness, Adam and Eve, what were you thinking? People, reality check here, blaming or making excuses further hinders our relationship with God. We don't need help in getting that along much. We're pretty good at messing it up. Why do we choose to meddle and mess that up more? Aaron, Exodus 32, (laughs) talking about the golden calf. Well, the golden calf just walks out of the fire. <laughs> As explanation, 
Aaron just jumps into fictional storytelling as his excuse. I I just jumped out of the fire. There appears to be some, some real trust problems going on there, don't you think? And Saul, what about Saul? 1 Samuel 13, where Saul undermines Samuel, the preacher, and, and blames him. You didn't get here when you said you would, so I went ahead and did. Come on, Saul. And then Saul again, down in chapter 15 of 1 Samuel. This time he blames the crowd. It's his version of the blame game. There's, and people, when that happens, there's a break in relationship. Saul didn't do a very good job with relationships. And what about Achan? After the defeat of Israel by Ai, um, Achan, who had caused the defeat by actually taking spoils from an earlier defeat of Jericho, Achan said to, to, in Joshua 7, for people who are making notes if they want to go check it out, Achan says, I saw. I saw these things. I saw this woman. I saw this stuff. And and then he says, I coveted. So you have, I I, I saw, which takes it into his head, and he goes, oh, man, that, that looks good. I want that. And then he covets in his heart, and and then he says, I took. So there's a physical response to his head and his heart, and, 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 and then he goes and hides the things, which was really saying he feared, which was his guilt. Anybody hear Honestly, when they're looking at some excuses they've made, go, I have guilt about that. So we can identify with these things. And what was his price? They stoned him. That was his price. All because, after all, his excuse, oh, I'm only human, I saw it, I coveted, and I took it. What was you? People, we have learned to really blow smoke and try to hide behind our excuses and our attitudes. Who told on me? Well, that's the way I see it. I tried before, I failed, so I don't want to do that again. I, 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 I have plenty of time. I want to do it myself. I don't want to wait for God. I don't want to depend on a, a, a team to work together on this. I just want to do it myself. Now, now, reference those last two excuses. I go to Luke 12, verses 18 through 20. And so he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But then God just said to him, What did God say to him? 
Anybody remember that one? God said, fool. Wait a minute. But Lord, I, I, just, I just did these things so I could store up for the future. I just did these things to take care of my family so that we could live the life of ease. Fool. This night your soul will be required of you. Then those, then whose will those things be which you have provided? I will tear down your barns. I will build greater, thou fool. Ouch. Now for more of us blowing smoke. I can't understand the Bible. It's too deep. It's confusing. We go into parent or other people bashing, which is way too common these days. Peer pressure. Everybody else does it. I don't want to go to church with all those hypocrites. People, don't you go to church? Don't you go to Walmart with all those hypocrites? Why don't you want to be in church with them? Get real here. That's a double standard. It really is. I told you I was meddling. I'm a good person. You are. But there's a fault here. It needs corrected. It needs changed. People will make fun of me. I will lose all my friends. I don't want to accept Jesus because I'll just lose everybody that I love and care for me. God loves me enough. It'll be all right. I'll depend on his grace. It's too hard I, I can't. I'm not able to. Those are all excuses that we hear. So, so what should we do? What does the Bible say about this? And people, here's, here's, here's my statement. You turn your pages over if you haven't already. Here's the statement. People, all excuses must cease from our lips and not be allowed in our lives. And Teresa, you're right. I'm right. Romans 1, 18 through 32. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress or hold down the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest, is evident in among us. For God has shown it to them For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead being, so that they are without excuse. Oh, wait a minute. We didn't know. There's another excuse, isn't it? All right. Because although they knew God... They did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools 
and change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible, perishable man with birds and four-legged animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the nature, natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness. Now this list is really where my wife goes, I don't like that list. So listen carefully. Because there's some things in here, there's some things in here that we just find horrendous. There's some other things in there that we regularly excuse in our own lives. But remember, this is being filled with unrighteousness. Sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, which is greed, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers. Oh, I just... Did you know this is going on with them over here? Yeah. I, I, just, I just want to tell you, we can pray for them. That's why I'm telling you. That's an excuse, people. <laughs> Too often, that's an excuse. There are times that we do bring, hey, please pray for this person, and it's real. But way too often, it's like, oh, wait a minute. I want to be the first one to tell everybody else about what I know. Anyway, whispers, backbiters, haters of God. Oh, there's one that, yeah, that's easy. We're not haters of God. Violent, proud, boasters. Anybody here ever boast on themselves? Ouch. Inventors of evil things. Disobedient to parents. Oh, hi, Mike. How you doing, Mikey? Can't be disobedient to your parents. Undiscerning, which is without understanding. That's in the middle of this list? Yeah. Untrustworthy. Simple question. If you're making ex excuses... In your relationship, how trustworthy are you? Oh, again. Unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of what here? Oh, death. 
not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Oh, wait a minute. That's how God made them. They're, they're drawn to these homosexual relationships. That's how God made them. So I'm going to make excuses about them. I'm going to accept that. Ouch! But the message goes on. It actually jumps over into Romans 2. Just the first verse. Therefore, <laughs> you are inexcusable. Oh man, whoever you are who judge, for in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. Ouch! This is not fun teaching, but guess what? It's real. It's in the word of God. And people, we need to submit to this word of God, this truth. We, God's people, need to take a stand and we need to cast off all excuses. Stop making excuses. Stop accepting excuses. God has a plan. He will enable his people. We believe that. We say that here regularly, don't we? Well, God will take care of this. And we believe that. Keep your eyes focused on him. He is the goal. He is the prize. We need to trust God. Jesus was a perfect example. Perfect example. And I know, you're going, oh, Jesus was God, so yeah, he's going to... He was perfect in that time where Satan was tempting him. He trusted his father. He trusted him in that difficult time when he was getting told lies right and left by Satan. And he also trusted his father to go through that nasty, ugly, horrendous, horrific death on a cross. If he could do that in his being 100% human and 100% God, if he could do that, why do we have to get all worried about whether somebody's going to think a little less of us because they've discovered we have a fault? No more excuses or yeah buts. No more excuses. That needs to be our battle cry. It needs to be our cry out to God in prayer. God, I don't want any more excuses in my life. I don't want to be using excuses. I just want to be 100% real in you. I want to represent you as you and, and me as me with my faults, with my weaknesses. I get it, but I need to be and I want to be in you. It also needs to be our daily reality. Let me say it again. All excuses must cease from our lips and not be allowed in our lives. No more excuses. Heavenly Father, 
I've given these people some some questions to evaluate. And Father, I want you to work in their lives right now as they take some notes about your conversation through the Holy Spirit to them right now. What is it God's been showing them that they make excuses? What's going to be the fat path that they take to defeat these excuses, these lies? And Father, who are they going to ask to keep them accountable? Father, lead them in that in these next few moments. Amen. Take a few minutes. Jot your notes. This is personal. And by the way, I'm not going to ask you to go find three people and share this. So if you didn't, this this wasn't an answer these three questions so you get it done and you can quit. This was a beginning of a process. continued conversation with the Holy Spirit. But go back to that, those three questions. Those will help you this process. And just ask the Holy Spirit, okay, here's, here's these questions that I don't like because they're tough. But help me figure this out. Because I want to serve you better every day. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will send these people out and they will represent you so well that others will just go, there's something tremendously different about them. I like it. I want to be like that. And Father, Father, as they ask, start asking questions, we can represent you and tell them about Jesus. And tell them about how the bondage of all this can be broken through Christ. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, let's go out and have a great week.